Welcome to Relling for your spiritual well-being and your ministry overflowing. Someone said it, it is okay if you don't know what prefix means, it's not the end of the word. Now a suffix is a kind of an affix which is not a prefix and it is found at the end of the word. Suff suffix is found at the end of the word. The suffix ist. ISD means you're expert at something. So a man said, I must be a saddest. I'm an expert at being sad. I could have called this talk joyest, but I'm not an expert at joy. The ist ending more so is simply a description, not a decision. I could use the suffix joy eyes. J-O-Y-I-Z-E-I-Z-E -E for a similar meaning and it is better than joyous. I've used that suffix for the subtitle to the series Optimize Trials. My suffix today for a lovely noun is far more memorable. I want to talk about the F-Y suffix to turn something into joy. What I'm going to do with trials is joyify, to joyify them, to make the trials, consider them, cause them to render, to become joy. The people to whom James wrote were experiencing polycrisis of all sorts in the next talk I want to speak about the reality of their lives having been abandoned and betrayed by their own heritage, lonely, confused, not only by family, but oppressed by other trials, generally, but also socially. They had to face these trials, often from an economically lower tier. There were not many options for them. And instead of denial and self-pity, they had victory. They joyfied trials. Now in verse 1 in James 1, there is the traditional greeting for the uh, Greek usage, just like we say hi and hello and hey in English. The Greeks use the word charete, or the word joyous in that greeting. Uh, in some of the cultures and places, they use the word shalom, which means peace, salam, peace. And joy was a general greeting for the Greeks. It is okay to have a general greeting. I do wish you that kind of joy. They say joyous wishes at Christmas time or best wishes, that you're in an experiential situation of joy or that you're uh, the recipient beneficiary of joy. But in verse two, there is much more than a mere general greeting. Joy is connected to a specific command to consider it all joy, to joyify life. James is talking about everyday joy, earthly joy, in the present, despite the presence of trials, that there'll be a joy, a joyify of trials. I said last time, this is a mystery of Christian experience. It is commonly used in the New Testament. 
For example, the Apostle Paul, Romans 5.3, says we exult in our tribulations. How do you do that? Why do you do that? You know, the tribulation works perseverance. And perseverance, character, and character, hope. And character and hope, they do not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts so the Holy Spirit was given to us. Or the Apostle Peter in 1 Peter 1, he says, In this you greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you're being oppressed, distressed by various trials, the proof of your faith. Then he goes on to say, Even though you've not seen him, you love him, you believe in him, and you greatly rejoice. That's the word joy. Greatly rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory because one day you'll obtain the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. But James is not only speaking about future joy, he's talking about eternal joy now. Not only in anticipation, but in experience. In the present. Regardless of the problems we face in the presence of trials, we never have joy for the trials, but we joyify the trials. Now, joyify rhymes with hi-fi. Those of my age grew up with uh, sound systems. We were sound purists. We turned up the volume. Now we can hardly hear. Then you've heard of Wi-Fi. When Wi-Fi slows down, you lose all your happiness. That's why they call it Wi-Fi. But I'm talking about joyify. To joyify the life, studies show actually there is some good benefit. It gives you better health, it makes you kinder, and because your attitude is much better with a wholesome attitude, you have the possibility of career growth and professional success. But then one writer says, you know, all we have right now, finally, we get one short and precious life here on the earth. And this planet, none of us is guaranteed anything more than what we have right here and now. We aren't guaranteed better jobs or bigger houses or perfect health. So if we can't have control over all of our external circumstances, aren't we better focusing on finding our joy right now? And the answer is yes. But how do we go about it? That's why we talked to the last time, nothing but joy. God is the source of joy and theological meaning. And it gives us practical courage for life. It gives us spiritual growth. Aren't we better focusing on our joy right now? Yes, that's what the New Testament says happened to the early Christians. I want to put the Britannica here. In the New Testament testimonials, Joy appears as the characteristic mark of the distinction for the Christian. It's the spontaneous result of being filled with the Holy Spirit and is among the main fruits of the Holy Spirit. Joy was the basic mood of congregational gatherings was often expressed in exuberant jubilation. It had its origin in the recognition that the dominion of evil had been broken through the power of Christ, the death, devil, and demons no longer possess any claim upon believers, that the forces of forgiveness, reconciliation, resurrection, and transfiguration were effective in humankind. I have experienced this viscerally 
enter into some of the poorest congregations in the world, in, in Africa or Latin America and Asia, they don't have much in the lower economic tiers. But when you walk in, the place is reverberating with joy. Inexplainable and inexpressible joy. They have learned to joyify life in the middle of trials, in spite of persecution. without seeking martyrdom for its own sake. Some of these pastors, missionaries, by the way, that's happened in history. They live on James 1-2, they joyify their trials. In the middle of hating and beating and belittling, they live with courage, which is one of the siblings of joy, the other being gratitude. Remember one Nigerian pastor saying, unless I am convinced to leave this place, we will not, we will continue here until we die, until I hear his voice saying, it is time for us to leave, we will continue. They sense a sentence into the danger in the harsh environment in which they live. The danger of ongoing threats to their well-being. When I meet them, I don't have the right to even untie their shoelaces. Their faces are radiant. The hearts are thankful. The stories are energizing. They have learned to joyify life with God, with Christ, with His words, with His Spirit. In the middle of troubles and tears and trials and temptations, they've not had the triumph of the future yet, but they have the triumph present in the tragedies. Joyfying.